Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. How's everyone going today? It is uh, Tuesday, October 19th, 2021. I am uh, your host, Mr. C, as ever. And I am actually coming to you guys live right now from inside the uh, airport concourse. Good stuff. Flights delayed about... 30 to 40 minutes, but that's good. We've got all afternoon, and we've got a few days to get to Las Vegas. And I'm looking forward to hanging out with you guys. I'll be doing this intermittently throughout the rest of the trip. So look forward to hearing some of the experience that I'm having um, outside the news and inside the news, outside the conference and inside the conference. It's going to be a fun time, y'all. So, how's it going again, guys? Mr. C here. I mean, otherwise known as Michael Aaron Gossetis, but I am in Las Vegas still. I have still a lot to share with you all about my trip so far. But at this moment in time, I am sitting in my uh, shuttle ride here. We got into a little bit of a fender bender. That's the way we... Uh, close out Mercury retrograde. So, well, I mean, I'll be here for a minute. I'm not in any rush, particularly speaking. It's all how you handle the situation, not the situation. Let it be a lesson learned, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll be good. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Although I know you haven't gone anywhere at all to begin with, but I still thought I would welcome you back because this is my third return in one shot. What a day it has been. Well, The day has been momentous either way. Right now, I should be asleep. I'm not too sleepy at all at the moment, which is actually stunning because I'm, what, a couple hours removed from my typical internal clock. (laughs) But anyways, um... So I just wanted to, again, uh, return to you guys and give you a quick update. Now, earlier today, like in the first two shots that I uh, got on and spoke with you guys, I was one at the airport and two in an alley a few blocks from where I belong at the moment waiting two very interesting circumstances. Now, I don't necessarily, uh, I don't believe in coincidences, but I also don't necessarily believe in superstitions. Is a coincidence a superstition? Or is a coincidence a coincidence? And is a superstition a superstition? I mean, coincidences could borderline on superstitions. Could superstitions be coincidental? 
not if you don't believe in coincidences. Anyways, that's not the point. The point is, um, I'm neither. Okay. I'm neither. I don't believe in coincidences. Which is to say that things happen for a reason and things happen the way they need to, have to, should happen. Thereby removing all coincidences. And uh, if something happens coincidentally, uh, chances are there's something more to it than meets the eye. There's something beneath the surface. There's some other paradigm or motive at play, right? Anyhow, if we were to get off the uh, sordid topic of coincidences and move on to superstitions, well, I know I've talked about Mercury retrograde before, but I don't necessarily believe... In fact, I don't believe that that falls into the realm of superstition. Could it fall into the realm of coincidences? Maybe. But not if you don't believe in coincidences. And it's not a coincidence. It is Mercury retrograde. But is that a superstition? Or is that something founded? I think I'm getting a little bit too complex for my own brain at the moment. But... If it's something that's founded, it's something that's based on previous experience, pragmatically speaking. I get that. I don't know if others do, but... Eh. We've talked about Mercury Retrograde in the past. Now, it just so happens... It just so happens that as I embarked on this trip... A Mercury retrograde was ending. It's over now. We're now in its penumbra. We are in the shadow of the retrograde, which is totally fine. I don't necessarily believe in that either. What I do believe in, uh, which I think has helped me more so than not in regards to the way I deal with reality and also in regards to... Uh, myself is the value of a belief like Mercury retrograde where most people tend to believe that it's destructive and that it ruins all things whether they be contracts, agreements plans travel plans (laughs) life You know, some people kind of uh, dread Mercury Retrograde for that reason. But uh, as can be the case with anything, as can be the case with anything, it's all in how you handle it, not what it dishes out to you. So anyways... The whole reason why I even bring that up is because Mercury retrograde is over and I think today probably would have been the perfect example of what Mercury retrograde looks like to the superstitious astrological being that uh, believes 
and all of that stuff at face value. Okay. Um, so I was speaking with you guys earlier on the concourse of the airport. Uh, the first, I don't know, 45 seconds of this episode. And uh, I actually wanted to speak at a greater length than I did, but being in the airport, um, it's a little difficult sometimes because people get nosy. And so uh, I am not adept to speaking loudly and obnoxiously or non-privately in matters like this. I used to have a friend and this is before the era of the cell phone, believe it or not. Dun, dun, dun. That's right. Back in the early 2000s, <laughs> we had uh, pay-as-you-go virgin mobile phones and stuff like that, right? So before the era of the cell phone. Just coming out of the cell phone and into the... Uh, well, I mean, it wasn't into anything. Like, we were just getting into the cell phone. Um, handheld tape recording device. Okay, I had a friend who would walk around just talking brilliantly aimless stuff. Like, brilliantly aimless. Like, how things came off the top of his head so extemporaneously and so funny and poignant and ridiculous. I don't know where he got that talent from, although in his later years, he ended up being a manic depressive who went to the loony bin a few times. I don't say that disparagingly, and I don't say that uh, to be judgmental by any means. That's just what I call it. I just call it the loony bin because, uh, you know, read a story a long time ago that was really funny and it was about a loony bin so that's what I call it anyways so I don't think he was loony I just think he did not know how to deal with his emotions and he let them defeat him that's what I think I think everyone can con if it's emotional and I know people will not agree with me on this and that's okay because I already have people that don't agree with me on this. But if it's emotional, it can be conquered. It can be overcome. If it's something that's not like, uh, I don't know, chronic schizophrenia, stuff like, you know what I mean. If it's like a PTSD kind of thing and it has nothing to do with war or rape or like, I don't know. Well, you take it where you want with that. I know what I mean. Because I think even that stuff can be overcome. It's just a process. And kind of finding out the root and, uh, and desire. Someone has to be strong enough not to want to be in that mental space. And that I know. Because those are demons I have overcome myself. Not wanting to be in a certain mental space. And then one day you just stop. You're like, I don't want to be like this anymore. I'm done. But one has to want to. So.
I'm not able to do that. I can't just, uh, I mean, I I could try, but I can't just, not like my friend used to do. Hilarious. So that's why I was not too long on the concourse talking. Because it's like I found a space where I could work. And then the minute I start to work, everyone just started coming in and sitting around me. And I was like, oh, I was like, I can't be as free and open as I want to be. I felt so guarded. So ended that. Uh, And then ended up dropping another, what, 45 second soundbite just to let everyone know that uh, I'd been in a fender bender on en route to my hotel. Mm-hmm. Coincidences? Superstitions? I don't know. Uh, no. Not a coincidence. Superstition? I mean, one might believe that to be the case. Someone might say, well, you could have done something else instead of that, and that's why that happened. Everything happens for a reason. So even if that were the case, I have no regret. I'm not upset about it. I got to my hotel when I when I got to my hotel room and, you know, I dealt with things that I dealt with when I got there. But everything happens for a reason. Now, a couple of blocks from my stay in an alley for like, I was with, I was with the driver for about four hours, just under four hours, probably. I could have huffed it to the hotel. I wasn't going to do that. Not with as much luggage and equipment that I have with me walking through drunk Las Vegas it was already hard enough as it was for me to like move my luggage you know like I'm just clumsy like that you know big bulky luggage clumsy so yeah that wasn't gonna happen so I just waited didn't get upset didn't get mad um a couple of times I felt a little impatient but I pushed that aside as soon as I felt it coming on as best as I could um and didn't get mad instead I just kind of breathed through it breathe through it I just breathed through it um, and then I focused on I focused on peace uh, I felt like that was very important for some reason tonight um, not just focusing on it not just thinking about it not just thinking about peace until my blood pressure returned to normal, thinking about peace until my heart slowed down, thinking about peace till my mind stopped racing, not just that. I literally was thinking about what peace felt like, what peace sounded like, how peace made me feel. And I did everything I could to internalize that as much as I could and then breathed it out, pushed it out. It's a value I, uh, it's a value that I 
appreciate. It's a value that I'm thankful for when we're talking about things like intention, energy, and getting it out there. Intention, energy, will. So I internalized it and I breathed it out. I I pushed it outside of me. Intention. Very important. Internalization. Visualization. Very important. Very, very important. It's the, it's the value I appreciate probably the most about practicing visualization. What does peace feel like? What does peace sound like? What does peace look like? If you could imagine that peace had a shape or a movement or if it it looked like a wave, or if it looked like a cloud or a haze, or whatever it is, if it looked like a misty light that surrounds your body, a cushy, white, bright, hazy light, and it warmed you as it ran over your body, it warmed you as it... as it... as it heated your feet and ran up your legs and ran up your thighs and ran up your body and coursed through your heart and across your shoulders and down your arms and it went up your neck just this nice warm blanket or maybe it's cool and it's nice and cool and you can feel it on you you can feel it around you that kind of stuff very 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 powerful so that's what I sat there doing instead of getting angry instead of getting impatient instead of being mad instead of I don't know instead of like blaming the situation instead of like you know how does one how does one normally or typically react and or act when something like that happens now let me tell you what the lady whom my driver backed into <laughs> at first she looked super like she was going to flip out. I even made a comment to the driver. I was like, she needs to calm down. (laughs) He was like, yeah, well, you know, man, like it was my fault. And I was like, I kind of, I didn't say anything. Um, She ended up being very level headed. And even though I didn't engage her from what I could see of her body language, her facial expressions, she didn't she did not seem angry, pissed, resentful, 
vindictive, revengeful, none of that. None of that came from her. None of that energy I got from her, whatever. She was also there for three to four hours (laughs) while we waited for the cops to come and the marshal to come and the ambulance to come. And then finally the person who could do something about it arrived. (laughs) So I don't know. I don't know what the moral to this story is at the moment. I just know that was my intention and that was my focus when I was going through that. And the only thing I could think is that that happened for a reason. I don't know what the reason is. I don't know. For example, anything could have happened. Say I had gotten to the hotel on time. Uh, there's no telling when there's what is really, really what is on time, right? But if I'd gotten to the hotel on time, there's no telling what could, I mean, that's an entirely different timeline now. That's, um, that's a Mr. C, that's a Michael Aaron in a totally different timeline, a split, right? There we did. We just, damn it. We just made another, a brand new dimension. What the hell? And, uh, I could have hoofed it. I, I darn well could have hoofed it. It was It's only like a block and a half away. I've walked this portion of Vegas several times. So quite easily, I could have just hoofed it. I mean, it might have been a little bit difficult with the amount of luggage and the weight on it. Um, clumsy as I am amidst all those people. There's no telling what could have happened could have done it but chose not to um so yeah i mean it isn't ultimately it doesn't mean anything like i mean ultimately as in one grain of sand speaking to the rest of the cosmos is what i mean ultimately and maybe ultimately it didn't maybe it wasn't a grain of sand maybe it was a mustard seed and uh yeah but it was um a good day overall even though i had like what about three hour delays on my flight even though i didn't get to my hotel until like i don't know six or seven hours after i was supposed to have gotten to my hotel they had my room Everything was fine. Everything is fine. I think the only thing is that I'm up way later than I was intending to be, but that's okay. I might have been up this late anyways, regardless. There's just no telling what I might be doing instead of this at the moment. Uh, For those of you who are wondering, I am recording this at four or something in the morning. A.M., ladies and gentlemen. But, um... I just want to put a bow on today. Um, I am here in Las Vegas on assignment, basically speaking. And for those of you who might have tuned into this podcast before, and by podcast I mean the station, you probably noticed that we've turned into a daily news show 
and we've been doing that since, uh, what was it, February? February 2nd, 2021. And it's, it's what, it's what we do. It's what I do. It's what this is. This is that. But, um, you know, I, I love doing different projects and I, I can never just do one project. You know, I have to have multiple projects. That's just who I am. So, um, you know, while I'm in Vegas, I will be documenting things on this podcast not on the news show. Now, to be clear, because this is going to be different for a lot of people, and uh, at the same time, it might be uh, familiar with some people. But um, this is not a news show at the moment. Um, I had a podcast called the experience with Michael Aaron Casares, because that is my name. And uh, it's not the Michael Aaron Casares experience, okay? Uh, contrary to general belief, <laughs> I had no idea that Joe Rogan's show was the Joe Rogan experience. I thought it was just a Joe Rogan show. Fortunately, I did not call this the Michael Aaron Casares experience, okay? It's just the experience with Michael Aaron Casares. So, you know, I'm not a huge Joe Rogan fan. Um, he, I think I don't listen to his show. Like I don't, I, I cannot tell you, I can honestly say I have not sat down and listened to an entire Joe Rogan show. Never have. I've seen some clips. I've probably seen like five clips of his entire show, like of the entire history of Joe Rogan. I've probably seen like five clips I see him come out on um, comedy shows. I like that. I like seeing him there, even though, you know, he's... Even though I think he's kind of just there to, like, promote the show he's on, not himself. He doesn't need to promote himself. He's successful enough. He, He comes out himself and people know. Joe Rogan, you know, but the shows that he's going on to, I think he's promoting their shows. Um, and I think that's what his purpose is, honestly. But I mean, other, other than to be entertaining and to, uh, you know, be part of the show, you know, I I noticed that, which is cool. I mean, that's cool. I mean, don't bother me none. That's pretty cool. But anyways, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I see him on those shows and I like that. I think that's funny, but, um, as for a show itself, I know it's a hit. I know it's acclaimed, what have you. I just, I don't get out much. I guess you guys might have noticed that by now. But anyways, that's besides the point. Um, the point of the matter was that um, the experience with Michael Aaron Gossett used to run on this channel also. And then um, as I began to produce more of the sea report, which is the daily news show, uh, amongst other news types of shows. Like I, uh, petered out or I kind of weaned off of doing the experience. So I'm going to be doing that on this trip. If you're listening to the experience with Michael Aaron Gossetis, you may not hear much news, but you can be sure 
that uh, my personal views will be included, of course, naturally, in some way. Um, so, I mean, I don't really need to get into the whole news politics thing. Uh, I'm pretty sure anyone who's heard any of my shows gets it, you know. Um, but... Um, I am in Vegas right now, like I said, on assignment. There's a, uh, a Patriot conference coming up in a few days. Uh, that, at this point in time, <laughs> barring any shadows of Mercury retrograde, I should be in there as a member of the press and covering the event. Totally looking forward to that. Um... So, that's why I'm in Vegas right now, and that's what I'm doing here, um, and I would like to just share the experience with you guys as much as I can. So, that brings us back to today, so I can kind of, like, round this off for you guys. Started the day pretty good. I mean, when I was talking about peace, I don't know why. But for the last few nights, I have just been so comfortable sleeping, like, in my bed. <laughs> it makes no sense, I know, right? But, like, like, my body has been just soaking up, like, unconsciousness. And I just feel so comfortable and relaxed. Like, that's what I was thinking about peace today when I was sitting there. I was just like, that feeling. It's like, cool to the touch, soft and comfy. And you should want to internalize it and then just push it out so everyone can feel it. Like, just visualize it. Just like, expanding outside of your body, touching everything. I do that with light also just in case you guys were wondering. I know you're not wondering, but just so you, just because I feel like sharing. I do that with light also. Like uh I I visualize a lot of things with light, you know. Um I visualize a lot of things with light. And um part of that has to do with peace and stuff. But anyways, that's not the point. Uh it's just something I do. Um but um Today, it's how I awoke. And then uh, I was just, you know, today was not... Okay, the last time I was on assignment was in December. Um, and in December... Yeah, that's right. It's almost a year ago, right? Uh, in December, uh, things were just crazy. Everything was crazy. Like, my my assignment was so jacked up. It was a good assignment. Go back to December on this channel and you'll hear what I'm talking about because I, I covered it also on the podcast. But um, everything was just dysfunctional. Maybe it was Mercury retrograde. I don't know. I don't care. But it was so dysfunctional. Even though there have been some hiccups today, it does not feel anything like that assignment. And... Like, everything was just so flowing. That's when you know you're on the right path, right? 
there's very minimal obstruction. You know, it's the path of ease, the path of least resistance. Well, I don't know what to think about that then because I was getting a lot of resistance heading into uh, my stay this afternoon. But I, I mean, I was thinking about some other things too about why maybe that happened because... Because even when I was checking in, I had some issues with the check-in because I don't wear masks. I don't believe in that. You know, I don't subscribe or follow that thought process, period. I mean, if we were given the choice between, I don't know, say, say, say you had to sign your name on a contract and renounce your belief in God and be beholden to the state. Okay. You guys know who went through that, right? You guys know what group of people were persecuted for that, right? They had to renounce their God and believe in the state, in the government. Some people did not do it and they were killed. Some people did it and I don't know what happened to them after that. I don't know if they lived. I don't know if they lived with guilt. I don't know if they lived with shame. I don't know if they lived having rebuked he whom they believed in. Okay. This is not that, guys. We've been given a choice of not wearing a mask and living life or wearing a mask and living in fear. No one has asked us to rebuke our God. No one has asked us to give up our guns. No one has asked us to take a mandatory vaccine. <laughs> now, yes, yes, it has gotten to the vaccines. It seems like it might be getting to the guns and then maybe next it'll be God. But none of us are facing a decision like renounce your God or die. And yet everyone has fallen over to wear their masks and comply. So I don't believe in that because that's what this is. This has nothing to do with sickness. It has nothing to do with a deadly pandemic. It has nothing to do with saving your neighbor's life. It has nothing to do with that. It is a, uh, it is a brainwashing program that is running through the automatic minds of people who, who, I don't know, I don't know how to say it without sounding judgmental. It's not that they don't see it. It's just their wavelength, their thought process, the something about the energy of their brain and the way it works does not see beyond what is put in front of them, you know? And it's kind of gotten to the point to where I don't, I don't even consider spending time on people who are not going to get it. And it's not because I don't care for them and it's not because I don't want the best for them and it's not because they're strength in numbers. It's because it's going to bring me down if I spend too much time trying to turn people who are never going to turn. It's going to bring me down if I am too concerned with trying to save 
every single member of the flock. Maybe God can do that, but I can't. Not at this point in my life. I think I am far more... I think I'm far more effective at encouraging and at inspiring and at learning from people who are already activated, who are already there, who already see. And I think my strength and the strength of other people who are awake and like-minded is our conference is our coming together, is our mulling over ideas, is our debating ideas, is our speaking through our differences, is our learning from each other. So important, so important right now. So I have no need to be discouraged by those who will never see, those who will never hear, those who will never wake. And that's why I choose not to wear a mask. So anything could have happened whenever I got to the hotel. Like I was saying, why did this happen? Why did I get stuck for three or four hours in an alley with a dude who was on his second day on the job? And then when his supervisor got there, after I thought he was going to take me to my hotel, and then he brought me back to the same alley... The supervisor was like, hey, I know you. And I was like, who the heck is this guy? I was like, who does he think I am? (laughs) As it turns out, he had been working the stand at the airport. And he had asked me a a couple of questions. And then, you know, he set me up with my driver. And he's like, well, when I said I was going to see you later, I didn't mean this soon. And I was like, oh, yeah, you were the guy at the stand. He took care of me. Like, he took care of me. It might have been four hours later, but he took care of me, you know? And uh, I was just like, you know, well, I mean, I was just glad also that, I don't know, at least outwardly, at least there, it didn't seem like the driver whom I feel for him. I feel for him. I felt like he meant well. He's trying to do a good job. Maybe he's been hard on his luck. I don't know. But it didn't seem like no one was being a jerk. The driver was not being a jerk that he hit. The cops were not a jerk. I saw about I saw about four or five of them. <laughs> the boss, the supervisor was not being a jerk. No one, everyone was being so nice and understanding and maybe even empathetic at that moment in that time. Now, that's not the same experience I've had with other people since I've been in Vegas. Um, uh, I think a point I was trying to make when I was doing a live earlier was that because of the pandemic that has been planned to uh, do whatever it is doing to humanity right now, a lot of people are don't want to be where they are they they don't want to be doing the jobs that they're doing they don't want to be spending their time grinding away at the nine to five like i don't think the deep state i don't think whomever they are understand how badly this 
entire planned pandemic almost backfired on them. I mean, this really could have backfired on them. Like, we're talking to the point that everyone just stops and says, you know what, we don't need you anymore. We did this on our own. Unfortunately, you know, or maybe not so unfortunately, but but to acknowledge to acknowledge you know we were as uh people all around the world getting you know like money and checks from the government so i don't know if that whole idea about it backfiring could be 100% true but if you could imagine maybe maybe not physically and maybe not economically did it backfire but i think it could have backfired in spirit the people something's changed in them but that's probably a topic for another night um good day today um need to get my rest good conversations it's like i told the driver and i'll say it and i'll say it and i'll say it it's not the situation far too many times people are like yeah but this happened or yeah but that happened or so and so did this or this happened to so and so or this happened to me and they focus on that and they let the occurrence or the situation drive their response their reaction their emotion their action and it's not that it's how one deals with it it's how one rebounds it's how one recoups it's how one recollects themselves it's how one handles the situation that is the most important thing because how one handles a situation can totally create a brand new way of thinking. It's like I was talking the other night on one of my other shows. It's called Mr. C in the Dark. And uh, a ge- uh, we had a, I had a guest on. Uh, his name is Canadian Patriot. And uh, he is a fellow Patriot brother from Canada, if that were not obvious. And uh, we were going over... We're kind of just kind of kind of like now, you know, talking about how things are and the way the world is moving in the country and politics and and how that leaves some people, how how some of us feel, you know, um, because we all have our days. Uh, But he had he had presented something. He had said something. I don't know. I don't know how he. I don't know how he took what I was, my response to what he said was. And um, I, I don't know if, I mean, I mean, ultimately, whatever his thoughts were his, and I respect that. So I, I'm just saying, I don't know how he thought about when I told him that I was actually very grateful for his point of view, because it was a point of view I had never thought about before. It was pos- it was a positive point of view. Oh, Mr. C didn't think about something positive. It was a very positive point of view. 
I think it had something to do, I'm trying to remember, it had something to do with, uh, with just a miracle happening, you know, which far be it for someone who believes in spirituality and sometimes spiritual intervention, um, why I hadn't thought about something like that before. And I told him, I was like, dude, like, you know, seriously, I'm glad that you said that because it creates a pathway. It gives us an option. It gives us another way of thinking, another way of believing, another way of focusing our intentions and our actions into something totally different than just where my train of thought had been kind of doom and gloom kind of not doom and gloom but kind of like the certain certainty kind of thing so like I said I don't know if he thought I was being sincere or genuine or if I was being silly or if I was just being I don't know trying to fill the time <laughs> with words and thoughts I don't know but um but I meant it I mean it I mean it I think it's very important to have as many options as possible because It's so important how we handle the situation. How we handle the situations are so important. I can't stress to you how important it is. Do you know the ways that we could erase fear? We could erase anger. We could erase pain. We could erase sadness. We could erase hatred. It's all in the mind. It's all in the mind. And when I say that, I don't mean in the brain. I mean like in, in, in the mind, the body, the mind, body, heart, soul. It's, that's where it is. We can erase fear. We can erase pain. We can erase anger we can erase sadness we can erase hate it's all in our body soul mind it's a choice it's a choice are we going to allow ourselves to get angry at something or are we going to choose another way are we going to allow ourselves to feel sadness because of something or are we going to choose another way? Are we going to allow ourselves to feel hatred over something? Or are we going to choose another way? And as my thought process continues, and I can look at things at face value... And then also with inferences. I, I see two different types of people. I know there's more than that. But you have people who are stuck in this, like, frame of existence. And sometimes those people, you cannot even challenge them. And yet they refuse to see themselves. They don't see themselves. They just continue believing what they believe and feeling what they feel with absolutely no 
with no second thought. And and I can see a I can see them stuck in a program. Like it's just like this repetitive mesh of recycled emotions, thoughts, and actions that just keep going and going and going. And that's how they identify. And I guess that's how we identify ourselves when, if we analyze ourselves, who we are, by what we say, what we do, what we think, what we we feel, and how we act, that's who you are, right? You don't want people to not be who they are, <laughs> But then they get stuck in in the same cycle of pain and anger and whatever else that might come along with. I would rather be stuck in a cycle of happiness and gratitude and love. I would way rather be stuck in that cycle. It's so easy, like life is so easy when you're in that frame of mind. And that's not to say that there are not challenges. And that's not to say that things don't go wrong or situations don't happen. But they are so much easier to handle when one is in that frame of mind. I don't know, I guess that's all I gotta say about that. But, um, good day today. Good day today. Good conversation. Had a conversation with a man on the way to the airport, and, uh, it was interesting. Um, he was one of those types of individuals that I would, I would, I would have categorized as a, um, baby boomer generation type of patriotic democrat now if you haven't been listening to the sea report or any of the other political shows that i do you would know that the phrase the term the word democrat is a very very negative term <laughs> it's very derogatory <laughs> not intentionally that's just the way that they've presented themselves and I'm just speaking the truth not on political party lines not with uh, not with the political football team not with any type of partisanship but straight up the people who are in that political party have presented themselves a certain way and I'm just saying it like it is there are, the, there are people like that in other political parties, like the Republican Party as well. There are plenty of people like that in the Republican Party. They just are not so surface about it. You know, they come at you with the piano wire instead of uh, in your face kind of thing. The Republicans do. So with that said, uh, the driver I would have put in the category of a baby boomer patriotic Democrat, meaning that... He's like old school. The people who became Democrats or continued to be Democrats because they were in that generation when Democrats were held to a certain esteem and regard that they fooled everyone into believing that they were. So I guess I'm talking about like, I don't know, 
the Democrats coming up from like the 60s on through, I would say maybe the 80s to 90s. I would say easy into the 90s, actually. Let's go, let's go up to Clinton up, up until the Monica Lewinsky incident. Like that Democrat, like the 70s through the 90s, that, that 20 years of Democrat just instilled in the baby boomer generation to be a patriotic Democrat and to vote blue. I put him in that box and he started saying things to me like the fourth industrial revolution. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> what are you saying? I was like, I can't believe this man is saying what he's saying. He's like, yeah, like the fourth industrial revolution. And and um, so he asked me what I was doing. So I told him I was like, I'm going to Vegas to cover a conference. And he's like, oh, you're conservative. And I was like, well, yeah. And so like, we had a very interesting conversation about all that. And uh, I was like, wow. I was like, this is cool. I was like, I was not expecting this conversation on the way to the airport. And uh, I was very grateful for it. I was very thankful for it. You know, I was very, very thankful for it. Because, I don't know. You know, it does get tough out there sometimes. Uh, It gets tough in here sometimes, too. But it's all how you handle it. It's all how you handle it. Anyways, okay. I think this episode is complete. I'll be back tomorrow, but I don't promise anything. We'll leave it there for now. Thanks for tuning in. I hope this was at least somewhat entertaining. (laughs) You all have a good night. And I will check you all later. See ya.